Now betting for the sports animal, your afternoon drive. Number two, Menon, Van Nunley, and Fred Slow. And in the on-deck circle, Amarie Castillo. This is Two Men On with Van Nunley and Fred Slow. You know what that means? Well, that means the boys are Sadie's on fourth. Let's go. Yeah. Four o'clock, Sadie's on fourth, and there are four of us. That, my friends, is called uh, good radio. I'm Fred Sawyer Van Nunley. Amory Castillo back at the studio. Congratulations on her to full-time promoter of the boys at the Super Bowl next week. Amory, <laughs> we're going to work you. We're going to work, 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 work you. Okay, I'm Why? ready. And I'm okay. going to win a lot of money. It, okay, we are. please only gamble on the last day. I don't need your terrible energy. <laughs> Van, can you speak money. for all of us gamblers that um, no. I'm betting every day? No, bet you zero know, days until the last Richmond day. The Richmond Spiders have been making me so much money. All right, we're moving on for that, but I promise we'll come back to it. Joining us on the program, Turbo Tony Davis. What Let's up, go, brother? Tony, how are you? I am doing fantastic. I'm glad to be here. It's so much better to have you here than Gabe Gambino on Man High. So I just learned in real time right now. I think my hair is better. <laughs> I just learned right now in real time that Turbo Tony has a last name. That is wild to me. The, well, Turbo, my, oh. my last name is Tony. My first name <laughs> is, is Turbo. Turbo. Okay. Yeah. The, well, is that my fault? Because obviously professional wrestler for Duke City Championship Wrestling, uh, fan favorite at this point, used to be fan deuce favorite. That's a fact. Uh, but no, you're, you're a really good storyteller. You're a really good professional wrestler. And we're going to talk about that a little bit. But we're not going to start the show with that because here's why you're here, Turbo Tony Davis, okay. racing enthusiast, yes. knowing everything about going fast, motorcycles, and all the things associated with it. Van and I and A. Marie next Tuesday are going to the Las Vegas Super Bowl media party, and it's at a Grand Prix Plaza where I was told they were going to drive us around in circles real fast, Van, in F1 cars. Uh, did you hear that thunk underneath the table? Because <laughs> I'll tell you what, I've never been more excited for any news in my life. Now, same. If, uh, Tony, am I going to fit in a race car? You know, I don't actually know. <laughs> if, it's, if it's an F1 car, I'm Super, super hesitant to believe that yes. you'll fit in, in a car. It might, I think they have different but types of cars. They do, and they have yeah. some drivers that are about six feet and a little bit over. No, but they're also they're also a lot skinnier. Yeah, so is that? That's gonna uh, be. A I love that low key burn right yeah, now. That's really said, good. He said, "Freddie, you're a big boy." I, I do have to say, when you called me on the phone and told me that, I was extremely jealous. Yeah. I was oh. like, how can I how can I steal Fred's identity for the weekend is, and just go hop in the car for him? This is as excited as I've ever been. Oh like so we get the email literally today, like an hour, whatever time I called you. Yeah. So we get the email and I'm like, Tony, Tony, I'm about to go fast. I'm gonna go fast. Uh, 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 I, I, I wanna go fast. I am speed. <laughs> All right, so you've gone what's the fastest you've ever gone? Fastest I've gone is 186 miles an hour on a motorcycle. Driving it yourself. I'm driving it myself. Like, is this in like a competition or is this in like for leisure, it was out on an empty road. <laughs> <laughs> to be it, fair, I made, up, to be fair, I made sure there's nobody else around. Okay, so it wasn't like through rush hour traffic or anything mm-hmm. like that. But I saw just a long stretch of road, and I was like, "This bike is supposed to go 300k, 186 miles an hour. Let's see how fast what it a, gets hold there." Three hundred, and it did. Oh, it got there way faster than I thought anything was possible. <laughs> what did that, what's it feel like in your body? 
This is the weirdest thing, and it has to do with the yeah. bike because it was a it was a 2001 uh, Kawasaki ZX12R. That oh, let me Google. Those some are a letters. bunch of letters. Yeah, yeah okay. It, so it's a bunch of letters. Basically, means at the time it came out, it was depending on who you ask, it was either the fastest bike or the second fastest bike when it came out. So okay. here's what you just told me: you were driving around on my Windows automated password, two zero zero one ZX12R. Got it. And oh, this is a sexy thing. It was beautiful. Okay, that, that was the second bike I owned when I came back from Australia from like five months in Australia. Okay. And the scariest thing about that was how calm and stable the bike felt at that speed. Ooh. The faster, the faster Ooh. I went, the more it felt planted, the calmer it felt on the road. I was like, this is, this is a dangerous combination. Yes. This is, this could lead to some bad things. So uh, obviously you're a pro wrestler, but you've been, you've been racing forever, ever. Oh right? yeah. About as, about as long as I've had my license. So about 18. Eight. So we're at 21 years. Okay. How does, how does racing work? We don't ever talk about outdoor sports. We don't ever talk about motorsports. Is there associations? Is there leagues? Is it groups of guys pool money? Is it legitimate? Is it illegitimate? Is there rankings? Is there uh, uh, insurance? Like, how does this whole thing go down? All of the above. Yeah. All of the above. So since we're talking about, you know, since you are going to be hopping in F1 cars, I'm still Allegedly. super jealous, by the way. Allegedly. We can just talk about that. So the way that basically works is that's an arm of the FIA. It's basically a large organization that governs all professional motorsports okay. around the world. FBI, got it. And in a Formula One race, you've got 10 teams, two cars each, so you have 20 drivers in every race. And there's a qualifying process that basically dictates where you start on the grid. So in the qualifying session, just to simplify it, it's basically whoever gets the fastest time in that session gets first place, mm -hmm. second place, all the way down to 20. Depending on things that you do if you have to change an engine or if you broke a rule too many times, your position could get changed. Okay, it was just sent to me by, apparently it's lots of exotic cars, not just F1, so it could be a lot of things. So it could be anything. Yeah, but keep You're going. You're still going to yeah. have a great time. Yeah. And so basically you, you have, uh, you know, five lights come on, five lights go out. When the lights go out, that's when the race actually starts. Oh, we play Mario Kart. It's mm -hmm. very beep, similar to Mario Kart. Beep, yep. Beep. Exactly. <laughs> they don't drift as much in F1, though. Not, oh, okay. not intentionally. Um, and it's basically, you know, you have a set number of laps, and whoever gets to the finish line at the end of that predetermined number of laps is the winner. And they get awarded 25 points. Next driver gets 18 points, so on and so on. It, All the way it down. makes its way down. If, you get, if you're below 10th, you get no points. Um, hey, losers. Yeah. You, hey. Also, you also get one extra point if you're in the top 10 and you get the fastest lap of the race. You get one bonus point for that. And then at the end of the season, whoever has the most points is the world champion. And then the last few years, it's just a race for the silver medal because Max Verstappen wins everything. Basically, yeah. 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 Uh, I think this year he won the championship mathematically like six races early. <laughs> so, and so everybody else was just fighting for second place. So it makes sure I understand because I don't understand. The way you win races is to have the fastest pit crew. Part of it. That yes. makes a huge difference, especially in F1, because we are literally talking about milliseconds. And there was no punchline there. That's really what yeah. I think. Right. Like, I very much believe that to be there true. Was, there was a race, uh, I want to say Brazil, of last year, where it was .05 seconds between third and fourth place. Like, they That's finished one second. They finished like this. And at that speed, it was .05 seconds yeah. between them. And so, yeah, the fastest pit crew helps. Fastest driver helps. Best strategy helps yeah. a lot. Because what is the strategy for Van when they put him in a supercar at Super Bowl Media Day and they drive 186 miles per hour? What can he do to prevent his body from betraying him? Do a whole lot of neck exercises between now and then. <laughs> okay. Because okay. All right. I have a when, thin neck. When you, depending on how fast the car is, if it's an F1 car or even if it's some of the exotic cars, when they step on the brakes, if they're going to step on them uh, 
aggressively, expect your head without any control of your own to just go forward. And you'll just be looking basically right between your legs. And if it's something like an F1 car, there's nothing you can do about it because of how much force these cars can generate. Right. Okay, the, physically, that's really good advice. Mentally, how do I stop myself from screaming like an elementary age girl who just saw a spider? I, and I'm going to put a GoPro in there. Why, why, first off, why would you want to <laughs> stop doing that? Okay, fair. Enjoy yeah. the situation. Okay. <laughs> the, all right, tell me, now tell me if the following cars are fast. If they're fast, say yes, okay? Ferrari? Yes. Lam- Lamborghini? Yep. Porsche, McLaren, yep. Maserati, yep. Audi R8, Nissan GTR, yep. Corvette, Mercedes-Benz, uh, off-road Baja truck, Mustang, uh, uh, go-kart. Go-kart can still be fast. <laughs> it's, there's, there's some that obviously, like, if you go to your local family, like, fun center, and yeah. they have, like, the carts that you can get in and your kid can get in next to you, those aren't necessarily fast. They might go, like, 20 miles an hour. Yeah. But there are some that are basically the closest that most of us will ever get to something like an F1 car because you can put a like a 125cc motor in it or a 250cc motor in it and you can go fast. This is going to be crazy, man. This is going to be so crazy. Yeah. Where does the 2011 Toyota Prius rank in your hierarchy? Um, yeah, good question. Significantly down that. Oh, in my <laughs> hierarchy. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's not a car I would drive. Oh, bummer. <laughs> yeah, though this thing is going to be sweet, though. We're super excited about it. I got it. one for sale very soon, by yeah. the way. Yeah. <laughs> Turbo Tony Davis joining us on the program. Wrestles for Duke City Championship Wrestling, is a trainer, does a lot of stuff on his own, hosts a really cool podcast. Uh, tell us a little bit about the podcast yeah. and, and what goes on with that. So we are, today's actually going to be our third episode. It's called Made of Metal. All right. Uh, we're doing it on Facebook Live. Yep. And it's me and a friend of mine from Wisconsin. We hop on for about an hour. We talk about exercise. We talk about nutrition. Uh our goal with that podcast is to take all the information that I'm sure everybody knows is out there and to simplify it for people so they can actually understand the information out there and figure out how to pick something that will actually work for them. Yeah. And so in your personal training here in town, it's have program will travel, right? Yeah. So mm-hmm. the idea is you, you meet with an individual, you set them up for success, and you go to the preferably a gym mm-hmm. that they're most comfortable with, and then you help them reach their goals. Yeah. Yep. And so after that first meeting, it's basically just con- it's just consistent checkups for how's everything going, yeah. what changes do we need to make, because just because we set that plan on day one, it doesn't mean that that's the plan that you're married to for the whole process. Yeah. We could come up with this plan, you could think it sounds great, and by day five, you're like, this plan is insane, I can't do this. So then it becomes, okay, cool, what changes do we need to make to make this doable for you? And then make those changes and go from there, and it's, it's basically the scientific method on repeat. Which, you know, that's what the scientific method is. So friends of the show can see your results in real time because you took under your wing, I don't know, what's the opposite of a blank canvas? Like a, a really a chubby, destroyed sad, canvas. bulbous yeah, soaked canvas? In, soaked in a, in a, in a lard bin. Yeah. yeah, so you're working with Gabe, the aforementioned Gabe Gambino Correct. on his weight loss mm-hmm. journey, and you're, like, taking people through the process of being him and then being healthy. Yeah. And, I mean, he started at the beginning of the month. He's already 14 pounds down. It's wild. So, and I... It's nearly one stone. <laughs> Just what is a stone? What is that? 16 pounds? Is it 16 pounds? There we go. I, yeah. I, I always hear it, never know what it is, look it up, and then forget. So yeah. I'm sure I'll forget by it's the time we see each other 16, at the end of February. Here's how I remember that. Because of Bush's 16 stone, mm-hmm. 16 is the number of pounds in a stone. Huh. Okay. That's my association. There you go. Got wild. It. And, and good album. And so, yeah, Gabe's down 14 pounds already. We're about a month in. Um, and for him, I, I take the same simple approach that I take for everybody else. We figured out a protein and a calorie goal for him based on where he wants to head with, with going through the program. And 
we just did a this past weekend we just did a, a video for the documentary that we're making based off of his journey yeah um where we just did a grocery episode so we just went through the grocery store showed him how to shop how we're shopping for his goals um dropped a ton of information that is more generic than just what works for gabe yeah in the hopes that it's like something that anybody that's watching Here, can actually take with here's them. the key tip babe you don't know this about the grocery store if you just stay on the aisles on the outside, you're fine. Yeah. Great advice. Yeah, yep. it's staying mm-hmm. inside. Like anywhere you go, don't go in there. Don't, unless you're picking up a ladle, like don't go into the inside aisles. Like, yeah, stick to the outside aisles. After you do your lap, make your way out. You did a good job at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. Well, well, my veggie protein bars are on inside aisles, so I go in and get there. I go get those, and you have to hide your eyes. You do the, the, <laughs> yeah, the disgrace. Sure. La 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 yeah. la. He's got the Duke City hat with the <laughs> with the brim just pointed <laughs> downward. Duke City Championship Wrestling is on a tear as of late. We've had uh, largest crowd after largest crowd after largest crowd. You, Tony, have been a big part of that. If you would please talk a little bit about the city of Albuquerque, their reaction to Duke City Championship Wrestling, and just how it's kind of changed the scene here to have monthly television tapings at the Historic El Rey. So everybody that I've talked to yeah. about wrestling since it's come back has been more than ecstatic about it, you know, because we, we had wrestling for a while, then we didn't for several years. Um, and then it came back. And since it's come back, and especially now since it's on a, on a monthly basis, like you can just know, you know, just a Thursday in Albuquerque, minus the couple of Saturday shows sure. we've just had, um, had to be all right because there's going to be pro wrestling there. And everybody, you know, this is proven by the fact that our crowds just continually get bigger yeah. and bigger and bigger. Um, everybody loves the show. Everybody loves coming back. You know, I, I walk out during intermission or I walk out after the show and tons of people, I run into people that it's their first show yeah i run into people that say hey it's my first show you're my favorite wrestler which is you know fantastic for me to hear right. um <laughs> and it's it's just a great time you yeah. know mr happy does the same thing he goes up to the show he takes pictures with everybody everybody loves him too uh, it's it's great show top to bottom talk a little bit about representation though right like we're in the city of albuquerque there's not a lot of like strong male black athletes in the city, like giving examples of what it's like to be a citizen, right? Yeah. Do you feel that relation to any of the audience when they're in? Does that uh, resonate with anyone that's maybe meeting you for the first time or coming to celebrate you time after time? I do. So when you when you when I walk out through the curtain, there's always a group of uh, a group of black people to the left of the of the stage, just down on the floor to the left. They chose to be there. It's not, not seating. That's not their section. Yeah, <laughs> yeah they chose to be there. Yeah. Um, and they're always pumped to see me. Yeah. Because obviously there's that, there's that instant connection yeah. there. And the, the thing about me when it comes to, like, strength and just being healthy sure. is I wasn't supposed to be that way. Yeah. You know, when I was 10, I had scoliosis. And I went to the doctor about it, and they said I would, I would never be able to lift more than 75 pounds. That's not, oh, that's not a lot. That's, not, a lot that's not a lot at all. I mean, I wouldn't be able to pick up any part of the ring right. for 75 pounds. And there's a part of me that at some point when I was about 25, when I actually got into wrestling, uh, I took that a little personally. Yeah. And I was always thinking about it, and I, ju- I was just like, what if he was wrong? Ticked off Tony Davis. Ticked yeah. off Tony, yeah. 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 And so I started lifting, and I got stronger, and now I'm at a point where I'm deadlifting, you know, 400 pounds, yeah. squatting about 400 pounds, bench pressing about 250, and... I was like, wow, okay. And my, my scoliosis has significantly improved. Good. Just not on its own, but I attribute it to just the strength training and, and focusing on, like, proper form and getting stronger in a, in a healthy way, in a sustainable way. And so the thing that, that I like to connect with people over is that 
there's a there's a right way and there's a wrong way to get stronger and get healthier. And if you do it the wrong way, we all know how that how that ends in burnout and people just give up. You know, the joke about New Year's resolutions in the gym is, sure. you know, it's February 1st. They're all gone already. Yeah. And it's because they take the hyper-restrictive approaches. They take basically the wrong road. But if you learn and you take the right road, you can do this sustainably, ideally for a significant portion of your life. I would say for the rest of your life, again, if you, if you can do it sustainably, you'll have no problems doing it for the rest of your life. And it's, it's that sort of mindset of being told that you can't do something yeah. and then figuring out how to do it anyway that I, that I see as most important. Like everything about that. Tony Davis, thanks for taking the time, brother. Hey, of course. All right, where's your podcast at? Where can people find it? Uh, so I'm doing it on, on a Facebook Live tonight. Yeah. So if you head over to my Instagram, you'll find a link to that. Uh, Instagram is at Tony, uh, Tony Davis Coaching, all one word put together. Yep. Um, you'll find me there. We're going live tonight at uh, 5.30 Mountain Time. Oh, okay, man. So you listen We got up. some competition That's on the program. Look listen, at that. Yeah, all right. At 5.30, there are decisions <laughs> to be made. Do you stick around? You make your way over to the social media? Catch them only during the commercial? Who knows? Who knows? Tony, you're the best, brother. Hey, thanks for having me. Whenever we get back, we're live at Sadie's. There's a ton going on in the world of the NFL, and we're going to dive into it quickly as we're giving you all the updates you need to know before next week. We're going to have a lot of fun today, man. Let's go. 95.9 FM and AM 610, home of the Super Bowl. It's the Sports Animal. We're back on the program. Turbo Tony stuck around with us for another one. Another one? Lucky you, friend of the show. Another one? Got some NFL news. All right. Tell me how you guys feel about this. The Are we calling them the Washington Guardians still, or have they changed their team name? Uh, they're supposed to change it sometime in the offseason. Okay. So the Washington Guardians are hiring Cowboys defensive coordinator Dan Quinn as their head coach. Per league sources, Quinn and the commander's GM, Adam Peters, are the two men now in charge leading Washington into their future. Uh, as a guy who does not at all care about NFL head coaches, how do you guys feel about this? Uh, this is the most mid-6 out of 10 average yeah. hire you could ever have. Uh, why? Why? Over Bill Belichick. Over Bill Belichick. Over some young new mastermind. Over somebody with more experience. Dan Quinn's already failed in other places. Like, you know, it's not like he has this, you know, this resume that's sparkling and shining. Like, oh, God, we got to get this guy. This guy's the new mastermind. Look what he does. No, it's the most average thing you could possibly do. Congratulations, commanders. You get to go eight and nine next year. I'm immediately intrigued whenever something like this happens because there's most of the time something going on that we just didn't see. Because everybody would have your opinion, like why, like why did this happen, right? Yeah. We see that in F one when when some drivers come back, we're like, why, why did they bring, why, why, like Lewis Hamilton just announced, or it was just announced today that Lewis Hamilton's going to Ferrari for twenty twenty five. You would immediately make this about racing. Yes, <laughs> of course, of course. And it's the same thing. It's like why, why is he going to Ferrari? Like mm. what's going? Because we've seen Ferrari the past few years, and it's just been they've, we'll say they've not had good years. We'll just leave it at that. Well, and he's been with. Uh, what did what did Adam Driver have to do with this decision? <laughs> that's a, that's hey, a, yeah, uh -huh. yeah. Who did he just leave? Mercedes. Mercedes. Yeah, this is last year with Mercedes. Yeah, and I guess the money I saw that because I saw the money. Mm -hmm. It's all of it. Yeah, he gets Significant. all it's, of it. They're actually making more money just to give it to him. 
They're printing. They're it. printing it just <laughs> yes. to give it to him. Yeah, and it's it's the exact same thing. Like I like I heard the news and I had the same reaction you did. I was like, that's the most the strangest well, decision that I've heard coming you know, into this year. You know, interesting about that, right? Is we can even swing that back to football, right? Because yeah. now whoever is replacing him with Mercedes is going to be the new up-and-coming hotness that will have the same support that allowed him to have so much success. And that same thing's going to happen in Dallas. Exactly. You know, they're going to be a new uh, hotshot, gunslinging defensive coordinator who's going to come in and one day is going to replace Mike McCarthy. And it's going to be that's going to be a narrative for the next several years to come mm. because of this super weird move of switching teams for no reason. Yeah. Or, now hear me out, instead of the Cowboys head coach, <laughs> defensive coordinator Bill Belichick. You take all the heat off of him. He gets a cushy job. He gets to blitz people. He gets to secretly, like, try to get his linebackers to hurt the quarterback instead of it out being out in the open anymore. Like, why not? Why not, Bill? The Cowboys need to be cheaters, and Bill Belichick will help them get there. That's the only way they're going to ascend to the top with yes. Dak Prescott as a quarterback. Oh. You have to start cheating. He does not. And who better? Exactly. <laughs> the, the champ. The cheats the best. The champ. You remember what what year was it? The Tampa Bay was in the Super Bowl. Were we at that one? Was that L.A.? No. Was that Phoenix? It was no, the year it was before. The year before. Yeah. So it. Uh, oh, it was in Tampa. Yeah. So mm-hmm. in that Tampa Bay Super Bowl, Tom Brady. They have the practice facility, right? And Tom Brady's like, we don't practice outside this week. Everyone's cheating. Uh huh. And everyone else on the team is like, Tom, no one's cheating. Like, yeah. He's like, no, I'm the guy who knows. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Trust me. I, I know that Trust everyone me. is cheating. Trust your boy. I'm your boy. Yeah, when he says everyone's cheating, you, you can probably put some stake behind that. Yes, there's a handful of guys. Well, that's the thing, too. Like, if, if we are going to swing this one back to the funnest NFL slash F1 mutual conversation ever, um, there will be cheating moving forward in the in this world of Mitsubishi, or this, not Mitsubishi, Mercedes, um, because now you have to catch back up, right? You just lost your guy. Yeah. You just lost, like, your name. So so what are you doing? You're, you're doing weird stuff with your fuel lines. You're doing you – know, these guys are so clever yeah. in oh, every yeah. single way. But it's – yeah, there's always the next guy who's trying really hard to cheat the system to get ahead, and the guys who do it the best for the longest, they just get looked over like, um, oh, man, who's that guy you always talk about that would doctor the baseball? Oh, the Which pitcher. one? Yeah, the pitcher. You know. <laughs> Gaylord Perry. Gaylord Perry. Yeah. So – People are like, well, that was just old Gaylord. R- 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 mm-hmm. That's the same thing with Bill Belichick. Yeah. Yep. Yeah, Bill does what Bill All does. All of the Necros. <laughs> what, what is it they say? If you're not cheating, you're not trying? Yeah. They Well, depending on what neighborhood you're Basically. from, lots yeah. of people say as, that. As yeah. an Astros fan, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Yeah. Is that a Ric Flair thing? If you're not yeah, cheating, you're, yeah. you're not trying? But I want to say I also heard Eddie Guerrero say it, but that doesn't mean he no, came up with no, it. No, that doesn't just, mean he came up with it. Yeah. Eddie Guerrero from New Mexico Highlands, man. Yeah, there you go. You know that. Wowza. I didn't know that. Yeah. Who's Eddie Guerrero? I swear to God, dude. It's just like, it's like all you do, you just try to make me mad every day. It's like I don't sit over here and make fun of your your niche independent rap scene performers. Is is that Vladimir Guerrero's youngest kid that that just got signed to the Mets? Is Is that his name? So the other day at the Royal Rumble, allegedly the story was, Van, Brock Lesnar was supposed to come out, and then he was supposed to get eliminated by Dominic Mysterio. Uh-huh. And then he was supposed to get beat up in Australia by Brock Lesnar. But Dominic Mysterio's kayfabe girlfriend is your actual real love life, Rhea Ripley. Ooh, yeah. nice. And she's Australian. Mm. So the idea is she was going to have to come out and beat up Brock Lesnar for beating up her boyfriend or from her, 
front of her hometown. But then Vince McMahon caught this weird lawsuit, and Brock Lesnar's in it. So. Yeah. Uh, Brock Lesnar, was he even at the Royal Rumble? No. no. They pulled him, right? Yeah. Huh? That's the smart thing to do. Yeah. yeah. He, yeah. Uh, he'll never come back. They, they pulled him from everything. They like, took they, him off They buses. scrubbed him. Yeah. <laughs> like, He's not on the semi trucks anymore. Yeah, like he's got to go. They they have their their highlight video that talks about like all the stats for the rumble and the winners and and rumble positions and everything. And they talked about the five people that have won the rumble from the number thirty spot, the final position, and they named four wrestlers. They didn't name the fifth person. Mm-hmm. Oh, like, okay. Yeah. That that level of gone. He's getting the Benoit treatment. Yeah, not quite as bad, but awful. I agree. Yeah. <laughs> There's levels to this thing. Yes. It ain't that level. No. So that's really nice of the WWE for like the first time in the history of the organization it's, to act with character and integrity. Hold on. It's this, not is a, this is a new look. Mm-mm. It's a new look. Spoiler. It's the parent it's company TKO. that bought it. Yeah. 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 It's got the, the TKO's accountants are like, look, guys. Yeah. We can't do this. No. Yeah. They're like, listen, what we really need is The Rock to come back. Yeah. yeah. So if we can do everything in our power. We just signed this $5 billion deal with Netflix. Mm-hmm. We need that to stick. Please. The dark side on the ring of this is going to be very good. Oh, it's going to be a whole season. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah it is. Multiple, multiple seasons of Vince. Yeah. It's actually a true detective episode, which is the weirdest one. You put Jodie Foster out there, partner her with Vince Vaughn or whoever. It's just then, Law and Order. Yeah. It's. Yeah. Really good one. The, the last scene is Vince McMahon and his ridiculous mustache. Brian Wilson dyed hair and his villain mustache. Wait, tying, his died? Tying a damsel to a railroad track. Credits. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and the, the train that's coming is only picking up more momentum. And then as it zooms in on it, like the same way that Thomas the Tank Engine's face was a human face, it's just Brock Lesnar's face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. God, you beat me to it. <laughs> oh. I was just gonna put him in the train. Fred just made him the train. Yes. Yeah, he's the train. Yeah. yeah, you're like you're like he's hanging out the side of the train, like like Ace Ventura yeah. driving yeah. around, like like I'm gonna get you. <laughs> like the Joker in the Dark Knight, hanging out the taxi or police car. That exactly, exactly. like that. That uh-huh. is the energy. Hey, speaking of cars, this is unpaid. This is not in like I can only speak to the service. Our friend Chris over at Three Brothers Autoglass. Yeah, he's a dude. Came out today to the office. I was at the office all day putting out fires. Uh, he came to the office. Like, he calls me. He says, hey, I'm here. I'm going to start fixing your windshield. He, he puts window stuff. I don't know what word to use for window. Uh, precious bodily window fluids. No, we're he still puts, on this, huh? He puts those into the window. He makes it look like there was never a scratch. And he's getting ready to leave. And he's like, hey, homeboy. I also uh, restore headlights, and yours look like crap. Uh, oh, I go, Chris, you're about to upsell me? He goes, of course he is. He goes, I'm about to upsell you on safety. <laughs> like, oh, dang it. You know my language. So, uh, so I know Three Brothers Autoglass uh, tagged us on some stuff on social media because they did a, a super good job. It was super fun. So thank you to he for coming out. Uh, my insurance worked directly with him. There was Amazing. nothing to it. Yeah, he handled Sweet. the whole thing. And, uh, and also... Uh, Vane, if you look at the corporate account, we're less uh, headlight uh, money. All right. I will take account of this. That's uh, just uh, put it on the ledger. Yeah. The, mm-hmm. it's, uh, You'll appreciate it tonight, though. Yes. <gasps> I'll get to check them out tonight. Yes. Ooh. I drove back into the parking garage just so I could see how they were like, if they were brighter. Yeah. 
It gets dark in the middle. In like, the, like, yeah. yeah. Like the third level, it's like it's a different climate in here. Everything's different. You know what's so funny about here is we have a big city downtown. Like you can go look at it. You can go into it. You can be in a big city. But then so many of the friends of the show are like, I live next to a trail. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> yes, you, you can just go in a parking garage. We have those here. Like there are people that come into our building, Tony, which is not Fort Knox. Our building is not Fort Knox. No. But people are like, "How do I use an elevator?" Like, how, I'm like, <laughs> "I'm like, are you? I'm like, are you messing with me? Is this a? Are you guys doing a little tricky, boy?" I bet you Gabe's sending them there to mess with you. Oh, I hate Gabe. <laughs> <laughs> Tony, you're the best. We're gonna cut you loose right here. Thank Fantastic. you for hanging out. Thanks for with having me. Us. We're gonna continue our day here at Sadie's. There's a lot in the news, specifically as it relates to the NFL. I want to talk about the product as it's broadcast and i want to talk about how nickelodeon is going to make it real weird i love the nickelodeon games i love the nickelodeon games and this is their first ever super bowl uh what do they call it do they call it a broadcast or they call it something else it is a broadcast do they have a clever That's name slime cast or slime cast why not yeah whatever yeah. it is so anyway so we'll jump into that because they made a bunch of fun announcements today uh also tony you don't know this but when we're at radio row Nickelodeon comes to your table 10 times trying to force Nickelodeon personalities down your throat, and it's super weird. And we're not going to skirt child labor laws. Nope. (laughs) Adults only. The second I see some of those Nickelodeon kids walk in, I'm going to hit that little timer on my phone, and I'm going to go, you got four hours. (laughs) Get them out. Let them take a nap. (laughs) And this is real. They come with, like, um, these Nickelodeon kids. They have, like, uh, tutors and stuff that bell rooms mm-hmm. this thing of all time if you're into weird stuff this is it okay yeah that sounds weird anything not but that kid we interviewed last year that's the weirdest like kid you ever met right uh i gotta break it to you you might not recall but i was golfing that day oh, you were go- oh, it was me uh, and robert yeah i was golfing with oh my gosh patrick dude. mahomes that day yeah the Okay. Excuse me, Pat. Yeah, Pat. Yeah. The We sat down and interviewed that Nickelodeon kid, and I had never been more creeped out in my entire life. It was like it was like the opening scene in, in a horror movie. Yeah. Where, and we didn't even air it on the show. Blink twice if you're in danger. That's what it felt like. Yeah. And I was like, this Nickelodeon, no. Mm. But the broadcast is kind of cool. Yeah, the broadcast is sweet. Is Nate Burleson doing it? We'll find out. We'll talk about it whenever we get back. Let's do that. Tony Davis, thank you so much, brother. Of course. Thanks one for having me. One last time, where's the podcast? Find me on Instagram, Tony Davis Coaching, okay. all one word together. You'll have a link to my Facebook, and that will take you to where you can find the, the podcast as it airs tonight at 530. How great. We'll be back with more. Two men on. Live from Sadie's on 4th. We're off at 6 today because of Lobo Talk. So Van and I are going to use that hour to uh, drink with the friends of the show. So come down and meet us. We're going to do that, and it's going to be so much fun. Agreed. Margs, Van. Margs. I could have one before. I'm not going to wait. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Home of the Super Bowl, the sports animal. Back live at Sadie's on 4th. We have some fun guests today. We're off the air at 6 for Lobo Talk. Emery, did you see how many games the Lobos have, like, won? Are you up to speed on, like, how well the Lobos are doing? Well, do you, do you see what happened last night? Okay, I mean, what are you, you going to try to put a wet blanket on everything? Like, what's this <laughs> They've been playing really well. 
Especially the season home. isn't one game, Amy. Yeah, I mean, come on. It's just is, not one game. I don't it's know a why whole season. Like I hope most Lobo games? fans feel that Eb- way. Ebb and flow, up and down. Are we number 19? Is that right? I think that's right. Um, I'm going to say this word. It's, a, it's like a past tense word. We were. You don't think you, we... You can't hang an L at home to Boise State and expect to be in the same spot. But still, fantastic start from your Lobo men's basketball. Cool. Women got a bunch of day games coming up. That's, like, weird. I don't think I like that. I want prime time. Like, if we're going to play, put me in, put me under the lights. Put me in front of the fans. That's the way it should be. Oh, that's the way it always is. No matter what time of day, if you're at the pit, baby, it's prime time. I don't know if all these games are at the pit. CBS has confirmed that SpongeBob will perform Sweet Victory to kick off Nickelodeon's first ever Super Bowl broadcast. That is dope. What is Sweet Victory? That is the SpongeBob song that's been covered ad nauseum by tons and tons and tons of bands. I've never heard of it. What is it? You, well, the second you hear it, you'll be like, oh, yeah, that thing. Amory, do you know what that is? Let's no, not at it. all. Hold on. Let's not just come back to it. Let's play that damn thing now. What is it called? Sweet Victory? Sweet Victory. I mean, cool. Now, is this the same thing where SpongeBob had that commercial in 2019 and people thought it was going to be a part of it, but it wasn't, and people were like, it's like, or was that Sicko? Is that what it was? Is this ringing a bell with it's you at all? It's not at all, no. It was like Sicko. What is Sicko mode? Is that a thing? Uh, yeah, that's a song by Travis Scott. So maybe that's what I was thinking of. Yeah. Where it was, is this it? That's what it says on YouTube. SpongeBob SquarePants Sweet Victory. It's relatively epic. Okay, is this... And Crank this, this is, mother up. And this is the Calvin Harris version. <laughs> it's kind of like Journey and Queen had a baby. Who wrote it? Um, Bob. SpongeBob. Yeah. Oh, it's got like an 80s power ballad. It's an 80s power ballad in the... The We Will Rock You, the the world of stadium rock kind of thing. I've never heard this, but I, I do recognize that this is good for an anthem. This is like Correct. a stadium anthem. Yeah. I can't understand the words, really. The sweet, sweet victory. That's, this is the chorus right here. It's the it's like the ironic tongue in cheek kind of ballad for people when you play something. It turned into like a, a joke and then like people started taking it seriously. So real bands started covering it and like it could be like they're coming out music at a concert. Here's how I know I'm kinda old. Yeah. People make references to SpongeBob SquarePants. I've never seen an episode of it. Mm-hmm. I don't know the names of the characters outside of the title character of SpongeBob SquarePants. I don't know what the intro song sounds like. Like, I, I have zero understanding. You, oh, you know what the song sounds like. Is it, Oh, is it the 60 Minutes thing? Like, Yeah, it's the Who Lives in a Pineapple Under the Sea. What? SpongeBob SquarePants. What is that? Everybody knows that one. You are losing me right now. Okay, SpongeBob SquarePants. I'm surprised it's lasted this long. Because when my adult daughter was a youngster, Uh watched a lot of SpongeBob SquarePants. And there's only two appropriate ways to watch SpongeBob SquarePants. Why are 
why are you saying the full thing? Is it not just called SpongeBob? Or, or did, I, did I think that? This is all in your head. Okay. The first way to watch SpongeBob SquarePants is with a child. They will laugh. They will giggle. And it's a great time for everyone. The other way is with a bunch of late teen and young 20 stoners, and they will laugh and giggle in the exact same method as those children. I don't want to hang out with those kids anyways. But when you were one. I was never one. I was. Yes, you lived that burnout life. <laughs> do, do kids today still watch SpongeBob SquarePants? It's still going. My nephew is it's, obsessed he since it? he was a little kid. So he. Um, How old is he? He's 14 now, but he has watched. He's been obsessed with it like his whole life. Is he a burnout? No. Okay. So what Van was just describing sounded to me like it was a bunch of kids that went to school and, and stood a block off school ground smoking cigarettes all day and then, and then watched this thing and thought it was funny. That's they, not what we were smoking. That, <laughs> no. Cigarettes weren't part of this process. The texter, lots on the texter hitting me up with I like SpongeBob. There's one gal in my life who's in her early to mid-20s who tells me regularly how I'm not culturally relevant. And I don't know if I have just completely missed this one, but I don't think this has ever been relevant in my demo surrounding demo. Um, that's pretty accurate. It's fair for you and your and your age group. And, yeah. And you're like, if I know your your Venn diagram of interests, I don't see any overlaps with SpongeBob in the middle. But me having a young child right when SpongeBob came out, and then also really enjoying the jazz cabbage when I was younger, SpongeBob hit really hard at the time. And I'm just so surprised that it's still culturally relevant and SpongeBob's still a big deal. Big I mean, enough for him to open the Super Bowl with sweet victory. I made a joke to an eight-year-old the other day. This was the joke, okay? Okay. I said, Bert said to Ernie, Ernie, would you like some ice cream? And Ernie said, sure, Bert. That's the joke. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This eight-year-old didn't watch Sesame Street. Sure. The joke doesn't work. It doesn't work. That's a good joke for children who are familiar with Sesame Street. I, over here at 39 years old, was still assuming that hashtag kids these days just watch Sesame Street. They do not. No. No, you've missed a lot in the last couple decades, buddy. You've missed a lot. And don't let that, don't let that stop you from making that joke over and over again. Because I love to see you flame every time you tell it That's to a child. such a good joke. Who has no idea what Sesame Street is. And in turn, I promise to you, I won't quit making 20-year-old references to HBO's hit series, The Wire. SpongeBob SquarePants, my knowledge of that is the exact same reason I have knowledge of the Kardashians. Like, I've never seen an episode. Through others. Yeah, yeah it's, it's forced upon you. Yes. Like, yeah, sure. What is, what's that called? Not like forced on you like Vince McMahon, but forced on you like osmosis. Uh, osmosis. Yeah. You, just, you, you define the word with the word in it. So no, that's why that. I came up with the word. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But that's how I am aware of SpongeBob SquarePants because I think I've seen T-shirts. A lot of SpongeBob T-shirts. A lot of SpongeBob uh, pajama pants. Oftentimes, too many times, SpongeBob pajama pants in public. That's unacceptable. Yeah. 
Pajamas in public is unacceptable. I actually, I can't handle that energy. Mm -hmm. And if this audience you're talking about is now late 20s, maybe early to mid 30s, the NFL's not struggling to get that demographic. Like, I might be a little confused on the placement of this thing. Well, it's, it's to the point where SpongeBob's like the face of the company. SpongeBob is to Nickelodeon. Oh, they own at, him? Yeah, SpongeBob, okay. SpongeBob is to Nickelodeon as Mickey Mouse is to Disney. So when you refer to oh, you know, okay. Disney as a big mouse or whatever, yeah. you know, it's the same thing with SpongeBob. He's like that relevant to the Nickelodeon universe or Nickelodeon spear. Yeah, I mean, the Internet agrees with you. They say that, in fact, SpongeBob is the mascot of Nickelodeon. I would not have got that. Mm. I would have thought it was, like, slime. Th- that is still relevant. Yeah. Yeah, that's still, the slime is still a big deal on Nickelodeon. But I think, God, I don't know, 15-ish years ago, SpongeBob became Overtook more prevalent slime. than slime on Nickelodeon. Their logo, as I recall, it might not be. It's just, it's just orange slime. Yeah, the word Nickelodeon was slime dripping behind it. Yeah, or from it. Or wasn't it like a blimp? I know that well, sounds weird. A blimp? Yeah, yeah, you're right. It was a blimp for a while as well. I don't know what the blimp is. Also, oh, that was the award thing they had. They mm-hmm. would give that out to, uh, they did like Nickelodeon awards or Correct. whatever. Or did they give out surfboards? That the was Nick, MTV. The Nick Awards. Yeah. They out the blimpies. Oh, yeah. We'll put a little slime on top. I know very little about Nickelodeon, as it turns out. <laughs> and, I, and I'm sure, friend of the show, you haven't, unless you've got young kids who you're trying to get interested in football, you might not have clicked over to the Nickelodeon football game before. It's been going on for years now. I find it wildly interesting. The production value on the Nickelodeon football games is fan-bleeping-tastic. And I will definitely go back and forth from Nickelodeon and the regs at the Super Bowl. Like that a lot. We'll step away so we can come back. We, now, Amory, we have one hour left. Is that correct? Yes, you have one hour, and then Lobo Talk takes over at 6 Ooh. p.m. All right, so I just got a text from... Is Rob Portnoy going to be there? Yes, he hosts Sweet. It. Well, then I'm listening. I like him a lot. That's He's so good at stuff. Yeah, that's one of my guys. So, friend of the show, L.A., just texted me, and it's just screenshots... A SpongeBob squared pants uh, wearing a Sweet Victory outfit. And apparently the Sweet Victory outfit is some sort of Russian propaganda. I can't figure this thing out. Oh, I'm so stoked. Let's, like, let's dive into this. Like, what is this? That's Soviet-esque. He is not Soviet. That's like a marching band leader. Like a drum major? Sure. Yeah, and the goofy hat. Comrades SpongeBob. <laughs> All right, we're leaving. We'll be back. Two men on 95.9 FM and AM 610, home of the Super Bowl, live from Sadie's on 4th, the sports animal. Did you love Red Dwarf? See, that's a great example. What you loved when you were a kid isn't relevant to everyone. No. Yeah. Miss me. Super miss me. Not everyone loved Thundercats. No. Not everyone still owns a Lionel doll. I was about to say the name Lionel. All right, guys. They're not dolls. They're action figures. I get it. <laughs> what was the name of that crappy one? Snarf. Snarf sucked. 
You seem like a big snarf guy, Van. Oh, I love snarf. Snarf, snarf. SpongeBob's creator, Fred, Stephen yeah. Hillenberg. Ah. His real career was a marine biologist. All right, interesting. He uh, pitched the show to Nickelodeon. When he had uh, the meeting with the board, he just brought in a fish tank with live fish and crabs and all kinds of stuff and in it. And it kept distracting the board. And he dropped in a cartoon picture of SpongeBob and said, this is the star of your show. Congratulations on your new hit. That's not real. That is true. What's a cartoon picture? Like a... Like, or like a, a cartoon. Like a... There was like real fish and crabs and... and Oh, was it like a Plank. cell, like a Disney one with Mickey Mouse on it? And it just like just dropped in yeah. the drawing of SpongeBob. Not just a sponge. It wouldn't have been as cool. Have you ever been to like an aquarium with nothing else to do in the day? Like you, you can get lost in an aquarium in, in one single spot for hours. Aquariums slap, dude. They're wild. We're going to be right around the corner from... Let's a go. Really good aquarium. Van, let's go to that. In Vegas. Can we go to that? Uh, yes, we can. Hey, Marie, do you want to go to an aquarium with me and Van? Um. Oh, we got to um, not an immediate no. I'll, I'll, I'll think about it. Depends what day you guys go. The day you're available. We're going to obviously go with you. Also, we got to represent. We're going to be Mexico. really busy. So? We got to represent New Mexico and go to Meow Wolf, too, while we're there. We got to squeeze that in. I know a guy. Fred, you I go to the casinos. Hey, there are a bunch of underwater hotels you can stay in? Yes. Oh, this is wild. 70 grand for a night? Oh, some of them aren't that bad. They're under 1000 bucks. I don't want to be in that one. Okay. If I'm staying at a hotel under the ocean or whatever water, give me the most expensive one. I don't want one that's spared expense. Yeah, if you're going to be literally underwater with that kind of pressure all around you. Yeah, do you remember that submarine? Probably the nicest one only. There's one in Berlin that's under $300. There you go. Hey, Marie. SpongeBob's original name was supposed to be SpongeBoy. Until what? Oh, until Bubble Boy stole his shine. That's how long ago that thing came out? Yes, Fred. Bubble Boy was relevant? Yes. Speaking of feeling old, guys, I'm going to tell you what happened 20 years ago today. Stokes. Looking forward to it. I love back in the day. Whenever we get back. Throwback Thursday at Sadie's. That might be the best contribution Amory's ever had to the show. You're welcome. I really like that. It's two men on. 95.9 FM and AM 610. Live from Sadie's on 4th. Come hang out with the boys. Rolling on air for one more hour's. And then we're going to drink Marg's. Yeah, we are. It's going to be sweet. The Fortin. If you were bad, you know it worked it out like it's a robot. Put your hands on your knees. Hands on your knees.